Hey there, are you at work right now or on your way to the office? The pandemic changed almost everything about how we show up at work. And it's been weird. Hybrid schedules, unionization pushes, quiet quitting. Let's talk about it. Join me and two special guests for a live casual Friday event all about the future of work. Friday, January 26th at the Fremont Abbey. Find out more and get your tickets today at KUOW.org slash events. Or check out the link in the show notes. See you there. Hey, good morning. It's Patricia Murphy. It's Monday. This is Seattle Now. There's a lot of mental health advice out there about how to cope with seasonal depression. But John Moe says there's probably something unexpected, maybe even weird, that can help just as much as a sun lamp or vitamin D pills. He's the host of the podcast Depression Mode. And in a minute, we'll revisit an episode where we talk about how to find your own spot of good vibes in the big dark. But first, let's get you caught up. Jurors will reconvene at a Tacoma courtroom today as they continue to deliberate the fate of three police officers accused of killing Manny Ellis while in custody. Christopher Burbank, Matthew Collins are charged with second-degree murder and first-degree manslaughter. Timothy Rankin is charged with first-degree manslaughter. All three officers have pleaded not guilty. They could face a maximum sentence of life in prison. An overnight software update went sideways for the city of Seattle over the weekend. It took down the city's website for about six hours early Saturday morning. The city's chief technology officer told the Seattle Times there was no evidence of hacking or malicious activity. They know what went wrong, but not why. So for now, they're going to go back to the old version. And Costco's chief financial officer told analysts last week the company sold more than $100 million in gold bars during the first quarter. Gold has traditionally been a recession-proof investment. CNBC reports that the one-ounce bars were selling out in hours for about $1,980. As of Sunday, they were out of stock. Spot price for gold was $51 higher than that. Today is one of the shortest days of the year. Tonight, the sun sets at 4.20 in Seattle. It's the time of year people in the Northwest like to call the big dark. The darkness and dampness, the gray, it takes a toll on our mental health. John Moe, host of the podcast Depression Mode, grew up in Seattle and struggled with this during this time of year. The months and months of, of gray really did kind of get to me. And I don't know if that's a vitamin D thing or what it was, but, uh, but it can be really rough. Everybody's got to find their own solution, whether that's tanning beds or light boxes or, uh, you know, saving up for quick trips to Las Vegas, if that's still a thing you can do. You know, just find your own way. We're talking about finding your own way on the show today. Look, therapy, yoga, happy lamps, and vitamin D, those things are helpful. But there are also less traditional things that are just enough in the moment to help us get out of a funk. What I found, too, is that for me and for a lot of other people, uh, it's the weird stuff that that seems to work. I mean, the, the I'm not I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. I'm I'm trying not to be prescriptive, except to say, you know, you're unfortunately in a position where you have to do a lot of trial and a lot of error. And it sucks because you're not the person best positioned to do those things. But, uh, you know, go out and, and give it a shot and keep experimenting until you find something that works for you. 
John was curious to hear more about other people's ways of coping, so he tweeted back in October, what's the weirdest thing you do for your depression that's somehow effective? Man, lots of people wrote in. Somebody said they what helps them is run their running their bass guitar through a bunch of goofy sound effects pedals and uh, making weird synth bass sounds. Uh, somebody recommended uh, Brian Eno music, something that, that works for them. Something I've heard a lot from people is, and what's worked for me as well, rewatching shows or movies that you've seen before. If there's a, if you have a positive sensory experience maybe with uh with a a certain movie or tv show going back to it knowing exactly what's going to happen and and you know nothing is going to be a surprise but i think that's part of the part of the effect you know that the the joke that you love is coming you know that the the poignant moment is coming and then you just keep keep looping through it uh somebody even in that thread posted a, a video of catching butterflies which Seems dangerous, but it looks like they found a way to uh, not kill the butterfly in the process. <laughs> and then, you know, somebody said, I'm a 44-year-old man who plays Pokemon Go sometimes. And so it, what I loved about that whole the whole thread is people have discovered these things that work for them, and they go off and, and do it. And it's that, that weirdness that, uh, you know, somebody says walking in the cemetery. It's almost some people have this counterintuitive... Uh, experience where something that you would think would be a little bit more bleak is something that they that they really love. I'm so glad you brought up the bleakness of some of the responses <laughs> because, and you've known me for a long time, John, you know, yes. I've been a crime reporter, but one of the ways <laughs> that I used to calm down when I had terrible insomnia was I would drive up and down Aurora in the middle Ooh. of the night. Oh right. <laughs> but for some reason, that would take me out of my insomnia out of the moment long enough for me to calm back down again. So, yeah, you know, complex solutions for complex people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, well, you know, so much of mental health treatment is – is just getting a jolt from from the day-to-day. And, you know, whether that is uh, taking yourself out to an environment that you're not you're not quite used to, you know, kind of jolting yourself out of the things that you might see every day. But it's the same principle even behind like uh, transcranial magnetic stimulation where where you get this sort of magnetic pecking on your brain for a little while, you know, over a course of several weeks. There isn't always a lot of complete agreement as to why that kind of thing works, but there's there's some really good results associated with it. And a lot of the thinking behind it is that it just shakes you a little bit. It just kind of get you know it's it's like uh, it's like revving the engine on the car when you're stuck in the mud, but then also getting people to kind of push you out of the mud. You just get out of that rut. Get get your car out of the same tracks that it's been spinning its wheels in. You know something else that I have not intentionally discovered, but realized is when I'm feeling a little down or crabby. A pleasant conversation with a perfect stranger will ah. take me out of that space. And I have no idea why. I think that's – and you get away with that in Seattle? People let you do that? <laughs> I have to find a pleasant conversation <laughs> okay. with a stranger first. <laughs> got to find someone who just moved there from out of town. Um, 
No, I th- I think that's I think it's a way of expanding your your mind and expanding your your surroundings a little bit. One of my favorite things to do, and I don't get to do it as often as I'd like, but um, there is a multiplex theater of art films here in the Twin Cities called the Lagoon Cinema. And you can usually go over to the lagoon and find at least one movie that you know nothing about. And, you know, if if your luck is in, it's even in a foreign language. And so you buy a ticket and you just go sit there and experience a movie that you have no expectations of whatsoever. You know, Brad Pitt isn't going to be in it. And, you know, Tom Hanks isn't going to be doing his Tom Hanks thing. You don't know what's going to happen. And it's just a little vacation for your brain uh, from the routine and from the day to day, and I, I think it's it's kind of a, a similar thing. Like talk to a stranger, and and suddenly you know you you get a glimpse into this whole world that isn't your world anymore. All right. Well, we're now in the time between November and February that's commonly known around here as the big dark. <laughs> Do you get affected by the winter season? Um, I get affected less since I left Seattle. It got really rough for me. Um, and you know, it, it here, we, we get the much colder temperatures we get. I mean, I've, I've experienced negative 27 Fahrenheit here before, which where it's so cold that you're advised not to cough or sneeze because the blood vessels in your eyes will explode. (laughs) And so, that's you know that's not a time to spend a lot of time outside, but I find that sunny and mind crackingly cold is a little bit easier for me to tolerate. Yeah, you know I'm curious what winter specific things you do try to do to help with depression. Um, well, I mean my go to is still Bigfoot videos, and that that's a year round thing that I can use. I having grown up in the Northwest and we were told all the time. This is Bigfoot country. This is where most of the, the, the Bigfoot's big feet, most of the Sasquatches have been spotted is, is around here. So I grew up confident that lurking around the corner in my neighborhood in Federal Way was going to be some Bigfoots. I, I always knew that they were out there. And i am become a little more skeptical over the years, but there's still that comfort for me of there might be this thing out in the woods, and there probably isn't, but technically there might be, that could signal this whole other world that I had never even thought of before. And so when things at home might have been rough or things at school might have been rough, I always grew up thinking, well, maybe there's a Bigfoot out there somewhere, and there's just a whole lot of the world that that I don't know about. (laughs) John, we're a daily news podcast, as you know, and we've had Tons of episodes now where I've spoken with mental health experts about things people can do to improve their mental health. And during this time of year, it always comes back to the same things, you know, happy lamps and vitamin D. We know those (laughs) things are helpful for some people, but the tips still feel pretty detached at this point. Why does mental health advice like that feel so unhelpful? Well, I think when it's unhelpful is is when it's just something that that you've heard before and when it's presented as this is bound to help. And I'm just I'm just more dubious that any one thing will will help, you know, people in general. I I think there's I mean there's definitely some satisfaction with vitamin D supplements and 
and uh, sunshine lamps. Otherwise, people wouldn't make them or buy them. But I think you got to find something that works for you. I mean, the a much more reliable method that I've heard rather than those two is to almost counterintuitively do something to help someone else, whether it's it's volunteer work or any kind of any kind of gesture you could do to help somebody else out who is in need or just just a friend that you can help out in some way. It gets you out of yourself and it uh, it connects you with the world a little bit more. I think especially this time of year, it's cold, it's wet out, it's so easy to just isolate yourself and sometimes, you know, bundling up in your soft pants and, and watching It's a Wonderful Life is fine, but um, if you can find a way to do something that is selfless from your own interests and benefits others, uh, it can have a real positive effect. You mentioned Bigfoot videos helping yes. you with your seasonal depression. For any listeners who might be wondering how they might identify the thing that works for some reason, give me some advice. Try, try, try. Mm-hmm. Take notes. I, I Notice know, when it's working, notice, right? Notice when something makes you feel good. Maybe Notice that when it's working. Notice when you stop thinking about it for a little while. You know, if you, if it's, if it's spending time with old friends, if it's, you know, riding your bike, is it, you can still ride your bike on the Burke Gilman, right? It's still, it's still bikeable. So if you go out there and you do that and you, and you're not thinking about, oh, I hope this helps with how bummed out I've been. You know, if you just forget about whether it does or not for a little while, you know, write that down. Keep a journal. Keep a spreadsheet. You know, however you organize your thoughts, and uh, you know, g- keep a series of post-it notes um, from the 3M Company of of Minnesota, and uh, and keep little reminders for yourself. And and you know, the, the big thing is just give yourself a break. Sometimes stuff is going to suck, and you just can't solve it all the way. But you can find little ways to help and uh, and little ways to address it as best you can. Yeah, giving yourself a break is so important, John, because it's really easy to tell yourself negative things about your situation. John, we've been talking about, quote unquote, weird ways that we might handle our depression. Do you think the weirder, the better? <laughs> I think weird is in the eye of the beholder. You know, I'm, I'm scrolling through this this thread and people are recommend, recommending everything from knitting to uh, pro wrestling, uh, watching pro wrestling, I believe, not actually participating in it. <laughs> Although um, exercise can be helpful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know a, a, a friend of mine, I, I, won't, I won't use his name, but a friend of mine at KUOW turned me on to the idea of power washing concrete once, which is just, you know, it seems odd. You go to the hardware store, you rent the power washer, you hose it down in these steady back and forth motions and all the, the kind of moss and algae and the, you know, all the stuff that grows in the Northwest, whether you want it to or not, just goes, just goes wicking away and it's really beautiful. And, um, you know, I, I, I enjoy things that are weird, but cause, and I don't put a, a pejorative on weird, but, uh, if you do, don't, you know, just enjoy, enjoy the weird stuff that you can do. And yeah, the weirder, the better, but you know, the more it suits you better still. 
Yeah, that power washing thing is speaking to me because oh. I very much enjoy power washing. Yeah, and sweeping. Right, <laughs> it's like a meditative act. Yeah, it re- to- it really is. It's well, it's I mean, it's like taking a shower, but for your driveway. I love it, and I love to see results, John Mo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, be generous, rent a power washer, watch pro wrestling, watch Bigfoot videos, and you'll be right as rain in no time. And if you're not, call a professional. Call a professional. John Moe is the host of the podcast, Depression Mode. Really enjoyed our chat. Thanks, Trish. Thanks for listening to Seattle Now. Today's episode was produced by Caroline Chamberlain Gomez. Our production team also includes Claire McGrain, Jenny Cecil Moore, and Vaughn Jones. Matt Jorgensen does our theme music. Seattle Now and KUOW Public Radio are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Patricia Murphy. See you tomorrow. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.